0: Hello, 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 and thank you for tuning in to episode two of A Conversation with AC. I, of course, am AC, and just like I said before, and like I'm going to say every single episode, I am very, 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 very happy that you are here. Okay, one thing I noticed last time when I was recording is I chew like this, and there's nothing in my mouth, and I just feel like that is a sign that my spirit has been here before because it'll make no sense for me to be doing um all these old people things No, know to the old people but why am i doing that um sometimes when i'm online i'd be seeing those tests and it's like do you have autism do you have adhd do you have add and most of the time when i take those tests i be <laughs> let's just say i be scoring um within the margins. And so in the spirit of ADHD, I'm gonna just get off all my thoughts, right? First of all, I hate hot sauce. I don't know how y'all eat hot sauce. The smell of hot sauce make my stomach hurt. I don't understand it. Two, how do y'all eat sandwiches without mayonnaise? It's just dry bread. It don't stick to the roof of your mouth. You need mayonnaise. You need something to soften that bread up. Give you a little glide, a little slide. Also, confession, I still be watching Zeus, y'all. And I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it. I think it is destructive to the community, but it's like a drug. I cannot stop. One day I'm going to give it up, but I'm going to wait till after the reunion. And then I promise I'm done. Also, I wish we left the word entitled in 2023. Actually, I wish the word entitled never infiltrated our community. Also. Blue Ivy tell Beyonce that we're ying and you better believe I'm gonna be hon. Oh, hold on. Detoxing from coffee is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. Okay, I might be being dramatic, but it is so hard. I mean, your brain wants coffee so bad it start hurting. I am struggling. Do you hear me? I'm suffering. I'm suffering. y'all be talking about relationships, I'll just be keeping my mouth closed. I'll just be shutting up because I'm on my business, eat my food. Anyway, let's get into the topic at hand for episode two. My first question is, do you be talking to dead people? I had planned this topic for today um well in advance like when I say well in advance I mean over a month and a half ago I knew that my second episode would be about family because I knew that it would fall right in the thick of Black History Month in between sorry in between the planning of the episode and now recording the episode I suffered a really unexpected and devastating loss um that I don't want to talk about yet but um it really emphasized to me why an episode about family meant so much to me and was so important to me because I did not have to suffer through that loss alone my family was there with me every step of the way I didn't have to beg, plead, search um it, it I drowned in love and support and it only emphasized to me that this episode was supposed to be about family. I'm not a believer in coincidences. I'm a believer that everything is kind of orchestrated. And I believe that God put that this particular topic on my mind all those months ago for a time like this. Let's get into the topic at hand. Today, I want to talk about ancestral connections. I know all my Baptist brethren just clutch their pearls, and I know my witchy friends are rubbing their hands like birdmen. But hear me out. I grew up in a Baptist church. I went to a Lutheran school. I went to a Catholic school, and so my understanding of life after death, um, although it's similar, I do think that it has its unique distinctions. I remember growing up in the Baptist church and. We don't do all the interceding and talking to spirits, all that kind of stuff. We don't do that. that. That is not of God, right? But then in going to a Catholic school, you know, we pray to the saints for intercession. We pray to Mary, we pray to Joseph, you know, for intercession to help us understand things or be more open to what God would have us to see, to hear, to speak, to know. And so my understanding of death reflected a little bit of confusion I was having. I have lost some really important people in my life. They have made their transition from Earth's side to the life after. And I struggled with it a lot because death was very, very, very difficult. And I think that's natural. Death is a very hard concept or, or a reality for a lot of us to face in our you know, day to day. I remember being mad at God. I remember me being mad that the wind blew that day. I remember being angry that the sun had the nerve to rise when this important staple in my life just passed away. As I've gotten older, the reality that death is not something I'm ever going to escape, um, I felt like it loomed over me. And so I started reading more and learning more from people who have a different spiritual background than me, a different upbringing, like whether that's religious or or, or non-religious. And intercession just Kept being the thing, the theme that kept recycling in my brain. Like I said, going to Catholic school, intercession is not a foreign concept. But I started thinking, what if I can incorporate the love that I have for those family members that passed on? It it, it couldn't have left or died with them, right? It had to live on. What if there that love? an intercession could become one thing for me and enhance my spiritual journey and my understanding and acceptance of death. You know, growing up in the Baptist church, we don't call on spirits. That is not a thing. We don't believe in karma. We don't believe in um, crystals. That's not really a thing. You know what I mean? We're like, Mm-mm. but as I've gotten older and, and, and really dove deeper into my spiritual journey, I've realized that God puts us in certain families on purpose, whether it's our blood family or our chosen family. And if our love for them is so deep, then it would make sense that not even death could destroy that, right? And if I'm a person that believes that death is not the final say, like death is not final and that our spirits live on, then their spirits live on, and so with the love. So, wouldn't they be able to help me out? Now, y'all know I am beehive all the way down and through. And Blackest King was such an incredible album. It really, really holds a lot of weight for me because it really, it really is a journey of discovering who you are and what you're called to be, and, and knowing that there's so much more to life than just what you see realizing that you are a part of something that is so, so much bigger than just you. And during Black History Month, I, I really want to reflect on that. You know, our story obviously doesn't begin with just slavery, right? The fact that we even made it this far, I think is such a testament to how magical and how um, chosen and, and how much bigger our purpose is, that you can survive all of these things meant to completely end you. And yet here you are. You might not know how all the cards like fell or how the dominoes were stacked or whatever the odds were, but in some, something had to come together, some paths had to cross that put you in this moment. And I think that that is so indicative of the fact that there has to be something bigger and a bigger purpose for your life, right? I even think about Black Panther when T'Challa is in the ancestral plane. I just, I don't believe that God would have us form these connections and these attachments and cross these paths if there wasn't a greater purpose in these relationships. So why would life be the only place where our love and our connection, with the wisdom and the guidance from our families, through our families, while would it only exist here? It would make sense that it would also survive death because it's all rooted in love. I don't know about you, but when it's my time to go, I wanna be a big, bad, don't play with my people, I'm going to hold it down, do whatever I gotta do kind of ancestor. So I'm trying to practice being that in this life. So as I continue to try to figure out where I fell on that scope of things, I took what I learned in the church and I looked at with my friends who had um, these deep spiritual connections with their ancestors, and I had to figure out what worked for me. How do I stay connected to the people that matter to me and love me while still feeling aligned with um, my religious beliefs. And so I really prayed and I prayed and I prayed really hard. And when you're doing something wrong, you feel it. And so I just really leaned in because I'm like, God, I don't want to invite no craziness into my home. I don't play like that. But I knew that the spirit would guide me and it will protect me. And so I started speaking to my loved ones out loud and I started getting signs from them. I'm not gonna tell you what signs, because that's between me and them. But I started getting signs that I just knew were them. I started understanding things a lot better. Um, there are sometimes I will say something that is just so wise, and I just know that that could not have come from me on my own. I just started seeing life so much more differently. I started beca- having much more peace in the things that I didn't know. Um, and I realized that it was them. I respected them so much in their life, and I honored them while, while they are alive. And I wanted to continue to honor them because of how much they mean to me, even in their deaths. And speaking power to their name and letting them know that the love that I have for them still lit on and that I carried them with me in spirit really helped me to have a different outlook on death. And in having a different outlook on death, I learned how to appreciate my family, both my blood family and my chosen family so much more in my day to day. I remember growing up, I felt like an outsider of my extended family. Um, to the point, there were some extended family I didn't even know that I wasn't really related to until I had to do like, um, those family trees that you do in biology and stuff, and I was like, wait a second, this is not your real sister. Which means this is not my real cousin, which means that her is not my auntie, so what's going on? <laughs> but as I was going on this journey through ancestral connection and what it means and honoring my family ties and my relationships and the love I have for my family, um, even through death, I stopped feeling like an outsider of my extended family. I didn't feel like I didn't belong. I felt like I belonged even more. And I just thought that was a really, really, really beautiful thing. As I've resolved those feelings, it has freed me to be a better friend, A better little cousin, a better older cousin, a better niece, a better adopted granddaughter, a better daughter, um, a better sister. I feel like the wisdom that I have, the love I have has definitely transformed. So I want to know, do you talk to dead people? If you do, what made you start? And how do you do it? if you don't have you ever thought about it that is all i have for you today on this episode i hope you enjoyed it i hope you have an amazing black history month don't let them people piss you off today and until next time sometimes there's no right sometimes there's no wrong sometimes it's just a conversation